Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back into Fantasy Football Sunday. I am your host, Steven Serta. Two weeks in a row. I'm excited to be back. I hope you guys are excited to be back. Smay's Garage Burger and Beer text line 913-576-7610. Text me in your lineup questions. I will try to answer those all throughout the show. Uh, We got a ton of good action today. We got a lot of fantasy games that we want to get involved with. Uh, But where I want to start, it's frustrating because this is a prime matchup for Jameis Winston to step in as the New Orleans Saints starting quarterback. But Sean Payton feels like he has to get in the way and ruin everybody's fantasy lineups because he paid Taysom Hill, a, a gadget special teams veteran, a bunch of money to be his backup quarterback, even though last season they had Teddy Bridgewater, this season they signed Jameis Winston. So he's finally trying to justify the money that he gave Taysom Hill by making him the starting quarterback, or at least the report is that he's going to be the starting quarterback because he was getting all the first team reps in practice this week. But then when Sean Payton was asked about it on Friday, he refused to confirm that Taysom Hill was the, was in fact the starting quarterback for the saints. So there's still a chance that this could all be smoke and Jameis Winston could wind up being the starting quarterback, which is super frustrating because it's a great matchup for Jameis Winston against the Atlanta Falcons. But you can't start Jameis Winston now because you don't know if he's actually going to get any playing time. You can start Taysom Hill, at least in your ESPN leagues, because you can put him in as a tight end. And if he's a starting quarterback who can go in your tight end slot, he's going to outscore pretty much any tight end that you could possibly put in your lineup today. Like Travis Kelsey is probably the only guy that I'm putting in over Taysom Hill. If I can put Taysom Hill into my tight end slot, I don't know about starting him as a quarterback. I think there's probably guys that you could find that would be more reliable, but again, it's a good matchup against the Atlanta Falcons. I think the only way I'm doing it is if I'm in an ESPN league where you can go in my tight end spot, uh, some, some quick, Chiefs house cleaning ahead of their uh, Sunday night football matchup against the Las Vegas Raiders. They placed Taco Charlton and Mitchell Schwartz on IR yesterday. Now, Mitchell Schwartz has been dealing with, uh, I believe, a back injury all season long. That's not good. He's going to be out at least three games, but hopefully uh, they can get him back and healthy at some point in the season. Obviously, he's their best offensive lineman. So let's go ahead and get to the matchups. Spread the field. The Philadelphia Eagles at the Cleveland Browns. Carson Wentz was very Nick Foles last week. Uh, He had a great matchup against the Giants. I was on the Carson Wentz bandwagon last week, and he was absolutely horrendous. He was just awful, awful, awful uh, against a a very beatable defense. So it's really frustrating because you don't want to go back to him this week. You don't really trust him here, but... The Eagles offensive line's getting healthier. They're getting their pass catchers back like Dallas Goddard. 
Um, Jalen Rieger's back. That hurt Travis Fulgham's value a little bit last week, but I think you still have to start all of those guys this week. You know, it seems like we're, we're really waiting on that Jalen Rieger breakout game, and he was getting plenty of volume last week, so you feel like it's coming against a very beatable Brown secondary. So I think you still have to start those guys. They could have Zach Ertz back soon. So I think this, this Eagles offense is too talented to just bench these guys and say, I'm completely going away from him because Carson Wentz has been so bad this year. Uh, I, I would rather not start him this week, but I understand if you don't have a better quarterback, he's still in play because the Browns secondary just has not been very good this season. And Obviously, you're starting Miles Sanders. The Browns run defense has actually been pretty good this season, but Miles Sanders is a workhorse when he's in the lineup. He absolutely has to be in your lineup. Uh, Austin Hooper is in for a big game this week. The Eagles have been bottom five against opposing tight ends all year, so I actually really like Austin Hooper today. Uh, Jarvis Landry has a good matchup in the slot, but he hasn't been great this year. But, you know, since Odell Beckham went went down for the season, he's getting a ton of volume in that offense. Uh, I don't trust Rashard Higgins. Obviously, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb are both in play. Eagles run defense has been pretty consistently solid this year. They have given up a lot of rushing touchdowns. Uh, Both those guys need to be in your weekly lineups. Although, you know, I I predicted last week that the best version of this Browns offense was with both of these stud running backs, and and that that worked out last week. They were both incredible. They both put up huge fantasy days. Nick Chubb could have been much better if he didn't step out at the one at the end of that game. Uh, Very frustrating if you're a Nick Chubb owner, but... I, I do worry that Cleveland will be able to continue this. Like I, I don't think they're both going to rush for 100 yards on a weekly basis, but they're both still getting enough volume, and the Browns are perfectly content with running the ball 50 times a game if they can, so they still have to be in your lineup moving forward. Uh, Richard Higgins is going to see a lot of Darius Slay today, so I'd rather avoid him. Uh, but Baker Mayfield does have a little bit of upside. Uh, it's just, again, that they want to run the ball over pass it. So I, I don't trust Baker Mayfield uh, unless the matchup is, is really, truly incredible. The Atlanta Falcons at the New Orleans Saints. I already told you about Taysom Hill. Uh, if you're in an ESPN league and you can put him in your tight end spot, he's uh, an absolute must start. Outside of that, I, I'd rather avoid him as my starting quarterback. Uh, Alvin Kamara, obviously in your lineup. The Falcons defense has been a little bit better lately. They're fresh now. Uh, they're coming off of a bye week. Alvin Kamara is obviously in your lineup. He's an absolute stud. I, I don't see how you can trust anybody else in this passing game, though. You know, with Jameis Winston, I was all about it because you knew what Jameis is capable of. You know, Jameis is going to air it out. I'm scared for Michael Thomas because I don't trust that Taysom Hill is a legitimate NFL passer. Uh, Jared Cook has been super inconsistent to just not even being involved in the offense at all. So you can stop starting Jared Cook. I I, I guess if you got Michael Thomas, you probably got to put him in your lineup. But I, I just don't love his upside if Taysom Hill genuinely is the starting quarterback for the New Orleans Saints today. The uh, On the Falcons side... Calvin Ridley is back uh, in this game, and the Saints secondary has been better the last two games, but uh, they, they were still getting torched, and Calvin Ridley actually has a, a very strong history of putting up big numbers against the New Orleans Saints. Obviously, Calvin Ridley's in your lineup. Obviously, Julio is in your lineup, even if it is a tough matchup. You can't bench either one of those guys. They're absolutely incredible. Uh, Matt Ryan still in your lineup with these wide receivers. You got to have him as well. Um, And Hayden Hurst, the Saints defense has struggled against tight ends this year. So Hayden Hurst is going to be in play this week. Uh, Todd Gurley, he gets so much volume and goal line touchdowns that I feel like he's still got to be in your lineup. But the Saints run defense has been absolutely elite this season, even going back to last year. Uh, So I I temper expectations. Gurley seems to be losing more and more work each and every week but they're still giving him all of the touchdown opportunities. So he's still a guy that you have to put in your lineup, even though he's losing carries the Cincinnati Bengals at the Washington football team. I like Logan Thomas a lot this week. He's gotten a ton of targets all year. And with Alex Smith, he's been getting even more looks despite a quiet amount of production. Uh, I think he's got a real opportunity here. Bengals are bad against opposing tight ends or one of the worst defenses in the NFL against the position. And you know, he's got a safe floor with Alex Smith as the quarterback. So, uh, you know, remember back to everything that Travis Kelsey did with Alex Smith as his quarterback. Alex Smith likes to target his tight ends really like Logan Thomas today. 
Uh, the Bengals run defense is better than you might think, but I'm still starting Antonio Gibson. Uh, he's been good enough. The, the talent's obviously there, but frustratingly, they aren't using him as an every down back. JD McKissick is the clear pass catching back in this offense, but Antonio Gibson still has a ton of touchdown upside because when they get inside the 10, he's been the guy. He had two touchdowns last week, despite the fact that he wasn't being involved in the passing game at all. So Antonio Gibson's still in my lineup. JD McKissick. Uh, his numbers have, have absolutely ballooned with Alex Smith in the starting lineup. Alex Smith's targeting him a ton. You'd expect those targets to regress, but the last two weeks they haven't. He, his target totals keep going up. So JD McKissick is a startable fantasy asset right now. Uh, obviously I, I do think you can take a chance on Alex Smith this week. It's a, it's a good matchup. Uh, you're playing Terry McLaurin because Terry McLaurin's been unbelievable this season considering the uh, amount of change he's had at quarterback Terry is an absolute stud so he's gotta be in your lineup and you know like I said Baker Mayfield does have some potential value today if I had to if I was in a position where I had to sit start either Alex Smith or Baker Mayfield I think I'd start Alex Smith this week uh, for the Cincinnati Bengals Giovanni Bernard gets another start this week Joe Mixon actually just went on IR uh, it's absolutely devastating to my guillotine team because I just picked up Joe Mixon and spent money on him. Uh, I thought, you know, he he just he's they, he's had plenty of time off. Maybe he'll be back soon. You know, coming off of a bye week, uh, he's got to be getting healthier, right? He can. I don't need to start him right away, but he'll uh, be alive in my fantasy playoffs for me. Nope, he went on IR yesterday, so that's not good. He's going to be out at least three more games. So Giovanni Bernard's going to continue to be a weekly starter, although Washington's defense is a lot better than you probably realize. Uh, it is a tough matchup for him, but he's getting enough volume. Samaj P. Ryan is involved as well now. He, he Giovanni Bernard was getting all the touches for the first couple of weeks. Now they're involving him. You don't love to see that, but Gio still has to be in your lineup. Uh, I love T. Higgins, despite the fact that Washington has had a uh, very good pass defense. They've been really good against opposing wide receivers this season. Uh, uh, but they can get beat deep. They give they give a lot of uh, they give up a lot of deep receptions. I know Joe Burrow hasn't exactly been great in that part of his game this season, but I love T. Higgins. He's getting enough volume. He's getting twenty five percent of the target share. It's hard to find that type of value. Uh, Tyler Boyd has a tough matchup, uh, but he's still getting enough looks, and the Bengals are still passing enough that you have to put Tyler Boyd in your lineup. AJ Green is on the bench. Do not play AJ Green. Um, and I, I do still like Joe Burrow, so you can put Joe Burrow in your lineups if you absolutely need to. The Detroit Lions at the Carolina Panthers. The Lions are in a, are in bad shape this week. Uh, DeAndre Swift and Kenny Galladay are out. Uh, it's a mega bummer for DeAndre Smith because he's coming off of uh, the, the game where it looked like he finally took over as the lead back. Like, like he's, he's going to be the guy that you start on a weekly basis. Then he suffered a concussion like midweek. So he must have gotten the concussion in practice and he's out this week. So, you know, hopefully he's back next week and he gets that he gets that that running share again and the target share because he was really involved uh, on the ground and in the passing game last week. And so he could be an every down back. He's a talented player. So hopefully we get to see that. Uh, hopefully he's healthy next week. Um Adrian Peterson can be in your lineup today. He he's gonna be heavily involved. Him and Carry on Johnson. Uh, but I don't want to start carry on Johnson because Adrian Peterson's still been out snapping him. Like he's the clear third back. So today he'll be the number two back and he might be involved, but I'd rather start Adrian Peterson because I think they're going to lean on him, uh, in, in a, in a matchup against the Panthers where you can absolutely run the ball. Um, Marvin Jones, I, I, I don't hate him this week and I don't hate Marvin Hall this week either. Uh, the Panthers secondary, which. Uh, it, it's been better at times, but they've really struggled over the last two games, giving up a ton of yards and touchdowns. Uh, we saw what happened to them last week. So Marvin Jones and Marvin Hall uh, can be in your lineup along with Matthew Stafford. TJ Hawkinson uh, it, has been very, very consistent. He's been a very good tight end this season. So TJ Hawkinson, absolutely in my lineup. Danny Amendola is also out in this game. So the Panthers just gave up 192 yards in a, in a rushing touchdown to Ronald Jones. I don't think Adrian Peterson's going to do that this week, but Adrian Peterson can absolutely be in your lineup. Uh, Teddy is banged up, uh, so he he's a legitimate game-time decision, so there's a chance P.J. Walker starts here. Um, 
that that makes it difficult. It's a good matchup. The Lions defense has been bad all season long. Uh, but if PJ Walker is your starting quarterback, I I struggle to put DJ Moore in my lineup, even though he's coming off of a big game. Uh, he's a really talented player. He just hasn't gotten enough volume, and he's been kind of a big play dependent wide receiver this year. Uh, Robbie Anderson's the, obviously the safest wide receiver here. Uh, he's the most consistent guy. He gets tons of targets in PPR. Uh, Robbie Anderson's still in your lineup. Curtis Samuel. I don't Curtis Samuel keeps getting carries. So there's some upside here, but Robbie Anderson has about the safest floor of any wide receiver in the NFL right now in fantasy football. Uh, Mike Davis is must start. The lions are the worst defense in the NFL against opposing fantasy running backs. Mike Davis is an absolute lock in your lineup this week. Storm warnings with Steve. Uh, only game we really need to worry about is the Philadelphia Eagles at the Cleveland Browns. Uh, there could be some rain in that game today. Uh, other than that, pretty good uh, week of NFL action where we don't need to worry about wind and rain and stuff really heavily influencing some of these games. So not too bad of a week. Uh, we need a quick timeout, but when we get back, the Arrowhead Pride Fantasy Locks of the Week. Fantasy Football Sunday with Steven Serta. Pride Fantasy Locks of the Week. What's up, guys? Pete Sweeney with your daily fantasy picks for Sunday, November 22nd. And I love this lineup. This is the crown jewel. Get a pen and paper because this thing is going to make you rich. At quarterback, Justin Herbert. He's playing the Jets. He's a phenom. He's the next big thing. The Jets stink. Justin Herbert, we're pairing him with Keenan Allen at wide receiver. Your running backs, Dalvin Cook, and Antonio Gibson, the other wide receivers, Keelan Cole and Brandon Cooks. A couple cooks in the kitchen in this lineup. Dallas Goddard, they're sleeping on Goddard. Snooze. <laughs> Wake up. Dallas Goddard is about to break out on Sunday, and he needs to be in your lineup at tight end. At flex, give me Gio Bernard. If you haven't heard the news, Joe Mixon is on IR. This is Bernard's team. He's going to have a nice day on Sunday. Should be in your lineup. The defense, the Carolina Panthers, they're playing the Detroit Lions. They don't have DeAndre Swift in the lineup. I like the Panthers here. So that's your lineup. Herbert, Cook, Gibson, Allen, Cole, Cooks, Goddard, Bernard, Lions. You're going to be rich. Pete Sweeney, catch me on the Arrowhead Pride postgame show late, 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 late tonight. You probably won't because you're going to be spending all your money. Thank you to, uh, to our, our friend from Arrowhead Pride, their fearless leader, Pete Sweeney, for those uh, fantastic fantasy picks. My guy, Dusty Likens, is coming up today uh, from 10 to noon. And really, you should just be tuning into 610 Sports Radio all day long while you're watching your fantasy teams crush uh, because our Chiefs coverage starts at 4 o'clock. Huge, massive game tonight. Chiefs and Raiders on Sunday night football, so you want to be locked in to 610 Sports Radio pretty much all day because we got you covered like nobody else can here in Kansas City. Go line, go. I already told you I really like Antonio Gibson this week. He's going to continue to lose snaps to J.D. McKissick in the passing game, but he's cl- the clear early down back now. Scored two touchdowns last week. That should only continue as long as Washington can find a way to get inside the 10. Then Gibson should continue to have those scoring opportunities. I really like Antonio Gibson in a favorable matchup this week. Loud wrong. I actually like Baker May- liked Baker Mayfield last week. I told you I already like him this week. Uh, but due to poor weather last week, the Texans and, and the Texans offense just being completely inept. Baker Mayfield only threw 20 passes. He completed 12 for 132 yards and no touchdowns. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt did both go off as I predicted, however. So uh, again, I, I totally understand if you want to avoid Baker Mayfield this week, he does have a uh, decent matchup, uh, but he's definitely a streaming style of quarterback. He is not a weekly starter in your fantasy lineup. All birds. I absolutely love Cam Newton this week. However, though, the Patriots offense does feel like, you know, obviously a huge win last week. Uh, they, they've won two in a row. Now they, they beat the New York jets and then they beat the Baltimore Ravens. It was a huge upset. Uh, they, they do feel, it does feel like, you know, since Cam Newton came back from COVID, he was kind of dealing with some stuff. It feels like maybe that's behind him now. And this offense is starting to turn a corner a little bit. So I really like Cam Newton today in a good matchup. I already told you, I love Antonio Gibson. He's in my lineup, obviously. And I love Mike Davis. He he's got to be a lock. You know, he's going to be a 
workhorse with Christian McCaffrey still out. I also have Deontay Johnson in my lineup. Listen, the Steelers wide receivers all have weekly fantasy value. Chase Clay pulled Deontay Johnson, Juju Smith-Schuster. But Deontay Johnson, when he has been healthy and in the lineup, he is their clear target leader. He is Ben's favorite target. I absolutely love Deontay Johnson today and moving forward. Also love my guy, Justin Jefferson. He's got a fantastic matchup against the Dallas Cowboys. We know how bad their secondary is. I think the Vikings are going to have an opportunity to throw today because everybody can throw against the Cowboys. I also love Calvin Ridley. I already told you Calvin Ridley has absolutely destroyed the New Orleans Saints in the past. I think he has to be in your lineup today. He's back and healthy. And I love Terry McLaurin. Uh, I already told you what Alex Smith has been doing. Terry's been absolutely unbelievable this season, uh, even with the rotation of quarterbacks that they've had. And I love Washington tight end Logan Thomas. Fantastic matchup against the Cincinnati Bengals. I think Thomas is going to see a uh, a hefty dose of passing volume today. I, I've got him in multiple lineups. Let's get back into the matchups before we uh, before we take a quick timeout because we got Ben Heisler coming up in about eight minutes. Uh, let's get into the Pittsburgh Steelers and Jacksonville Jaguar game. Uh, James Conner finally felt safe for the Steelers, but now he's been terrible the last month. And, and it's not just that they haven't been running because the Steelers have been throwing a lot. Uh, it's just that Connor just hasn't looked very good. I, I don't know if he's banged up or, or what's going on. He's just not really producing. But I, I mean, in an offense that has all kinds of potential each and every week, an undefeated team, it feels like you, you still have to keep putting him in your lineup because he's going to have some upside here and there. But the Steelers are perfectly content with just throwing the ball all the time if that's what they got to do. So it's frustrating, and a lot of you are probably past your trade deadline, so you just got to kind of ride it out and hope for the best. Um, Juju, Johnson, Claypool, all of them can be in your lineups moving forward. I've got one fantasy league where I'm starting Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson in my lineup this week because, one, it's a fantastic matchup against the Jacksonville Jaguars, but, again, they're just passing so much. They're both getting so much volume. They're both really, really talented young wide receivers. That Steelers wide receiver core with all three of those guys, they're so young. They're going to be good for a long time as long as Ben's still still there and healthy or if they wind up drafting another quarterback in the near future. That that wide receiver core is absolutely fantastic. You can start all those guys on a weekly basis. Um, I'm done trying to talk you into Eric Ebron. I, I keep trying to find spot starts for him, and then he keeps just not showing up. He'll he'll wind up having a huge game today or something, and then you'll you'll feel comfortable putting him back in your lineup, and he'll have two catches next week. So I, I, I'm not going to try to talk you into Eric Ebron anymore. Uh, the Steelers' pass defense gives up more points than you think. Like we think of their defense as this elite, like top end defense. The run defense is the run defense in their front and their pass rush has been absolutely fantastic. They put a ton of pressure on opposing quarterbacks. Um, so, you know, it, it doesn't make you confident in, in Jake Luton this week, but their secondary hasn't been as strong. You can beat their secondary. And part of that is because they send so much pressure. They blitz so much that sometimes they get exposed in the passing game. So DJ Chark, who is an absolute stud and still getting a ton of targets, even with Jake Luton under center, is still a guy that you can put in your lineup. Uh, but again, I, I mean, no, no one expects the Steelers to uh, get their first loss of the season of the Jacksonville Jaguars led, led by Jake Luton. So I, I think you have to temper expectations. I'm still playing James Robinson, who leads all NFL running backs in percentage of touches. He just gets all all of the, all of Jacksonville's running back touches. Like it's plain and simple. He's also been good. It's not just that he's like producing on volume. He's also just been a a highly productive player. He was a little bit banged up this week though, and as I mentioned, the Steelers defense has been absolutely elite against opposing running backs all season long. He just get he just gets so much opportunity. I I just don't see how you could you could bench him. Uh the Tennessee Titans at the Baltimore Ravens. Uh this is not a great game for the Titans passing offense. I still can't bench AJ Brown because he's been unreal dis despite that disappointing game last week. And, and remember in that game, he dropped what would have been like a 70 yard touchdown. Um, and so he wound up only having one catch for 21 yards, which is super frustrating, but you know, you're, you're allowed a bad game every now and then. And AJ Brown is an absolutely unbelievable talent. So I think he still has to be in your lineup each and every week moving forward. Uh, Johnny Smith's on the bench for me this week against the Ravens, just 
unbelievable passing defense. And Johnny Smith, uh, since he opened the season looking like he was going to be one of the best tight ends in the NFL, he's really slowed down. Uh, you still play Derrick Henry. Um, the, the Ravens could be missing two starters on their defensive line this week. Calais Campbell uh, and Brandon Williams are likely out, which is a huge blow to their defense. So uh, it's absolutely going to help Derrick Henry in this game. So I think you still have to start him, despite the fact the Ravens have been pretty elite against opposing running backs. Uh, as far as the as far as the Ravens offense goes, you still have to start Lamar Jackson. Uh you know, the Titans defense has been awful this season against opposing passing attacks. You can also run on them. Their defense just isn't very good. They don't put any pressure on the quarterback. They don't get any sacks. So you still have to start Lamar Jackson this week because it's a fantastic matchup. I, I, I don't see how you can trust Hollywood Brown or Willie Sneed, but I mean, it's a good matchup for Hollywood Brown. The Titans have given up numbers to opposing wide receivers all season. So I think he is in play. I, I don't want to put Willie Sneed into my lineup. I will still start Mark Andrews, despite the fact that he's had a really disappointing year. He's still getting volume. He's just not scoring touchdowns. So you got to hope he gets in the end zone, and this is a good opportunity for him to do so. Mark Andrews still got to be in my lineup, and I, I can't tell you to start any of these Ravens running backs. It, it's just been absolutely awful. It's super frustrating because we know, we all know in our hearts, and the Ravens coaching staff knows in their hearts J.K. Dobbins is the most talented running back on that team, but for some reason you keep feeding Mark Ingram and Gus Edwards. It has hurt your entire offensive outlook. You can't start any of those guys. It's super frustrating. Uh, we got to hit a quick timeout when we get back. We're joined by SI.com's Ben Heisler. Fantasy Football Sunday with Steven Serta. Welcome back into Fantasy Football Sunday. I am your host, Stephen Serta. As always, good friend from SI.com, Ben Heisler. Follow him on Twitter, at Benny Heis. Heisler, um, so is Sean Payton just screwing with everybody and he's going to start Jameis Winston? Or can you actually put Taysom Hill in your fantasy lineups? Because obviously in ESPN, you have to, right? Yeah. It, on ESPN, and, and I think certain select Yahoo leagues, uh, you can have Taysom Hill at both the quarterback and the tight end spot. And if you're playing daily uh, for 4800 bucks on DraftKings for a guy that's probably going to get you about 150 or so yards through the air, maybe another 50 or 75 on the ground, perhaps a couple of touchdowns, like he's almost a lock button play in cash. Now, I mean, yeah, Jameis Winston could still come out and sling it around a little bit, but I, I just don't think they go to this much effort considering he was getting all the first-team reps in practice this week, considering that it's a soft matchup against the Falcons defense that has been better as of late, but it's still the Falcons. Um, I mean, they, they clearly went and emphasized this for a reason, Serta, and he is a must-play at this point in ESPN leagues just because of the positional versatility because it's almost a guarantee that he's going to get you upwards of 15 to 20 points in PPR leagues just for being Taysom Hill. Everything else is crazy at this point. Yeah, I think the only, as far as the tight end slot position goes, I think Travis Kelsey is the only tight end you would start over Taysom Hill this week. Isn't that remarkable that we've gotten to this point? And yeah, like, so again, if you're playing on the main slate, Travis Kelsey isn't available. You know, he's not there because it's the Sunday night game against the Raiders. Uh, same thing with Darren Waller, who sees upwards of, of you know six to ten targets a game. Other than that, I mean, I, I guess you could say maybe Mark Andrews is in play um, against the Tennessee defense that's been pretty bad at stopping tight ends this year. But you're right, Jason Hill, purely based on volume and the fact that the positional versatility is there, yeah, absolutely, I think you have to play him. Alex Smith, obviously, it's one of the, you know, very, very cool NFL comeback stories. He's got to be a lock to win comeback player of the year this season. But he's actually been really fantasy friendly in his first two full games as an NFL starter again. Would you pick up Alex Smith and would you play him depending on his matchup? Yeah, I, I think he's in play this week. Uh, going up against the Cincinnati Bengals defense that has had all sorts of issues at containing the pass. We saw what Pittsburgh did to them last week. Uh, they're not particularly good at getting pressure on the quarterback. And uh, that's been one of the areas that, you know, when you saw Alex Smith struggle at the very end against the Lions, he still ended up 
having uh, you know a big drive to get them back uh, and tie the game, but uh, he still didn't have. He's thrown for a lot of yards, but he hasn't necessarily put up a ton of production from the touchdown side. Uh, I, I think he has a better game this week. I like pairing him with Logan Thomas, who uh, has seen six targets in back-to-back games, and since Alex Smith has taken over a quarterback, he's seen his targets go up substantially, including targets in the red zone. So I think he's in play. That Cincinnati-Washington game uh, has sneaky shootout potential this week, so it's a good stackable game in DFS. Uh, I'd have to double-check and see what the rest of the schedule looks like, but you know, considering that he's put up you know, 17 and 19 DraftKings points the last couple weeks against the Giants and the Lions, uh, the fact that he's throwing it between 32 and 55 times in the last two games, yeah, I think if you're in need of a quarterback, Alex Smith can get you through it. Uh, I, I'm on T Higgins everywhere this week. I know Washington's past defense has been better than a lot of people realize, but uh, T Higgins has been an absolute stud. Another rookie wide receiver who's an absolute stud, Justin Jefferson. Uh, both these guys have been incredible if you happen to have them on your fantasy teams. But I'm curious, out of these two rookie wide receivers, which one would you rather have on your roster moving forward? And don't forget about Chase Claypool, too. Yeah. He's got a really nice matchup uh, against Jacksonville today. In fact, he's led the NFL in air yards the last couple of weeks. He's one of my favorite plays that I wrote about this week over at Sports Illustrated. Um, it's a great question because I think you're going to see you know, both of these offenses continue to take steps in the right direction. I'd probably lean towards Jefferson because I feel like it's a more dominant featured role in this offense. You know, he's the number one guy on the outside versus, um, and T Higgins, I suppose he's the number one option, but there's still Tyler Boyd in the middle. I, I guess in Minnesota, you have Adam Thielen as well, but, um, the yards after catch right now for, for Justin Jefferson continue to just be bewildering. You know, he had, 10 targets, 8 catches for 135 yards against the Bears defense. The last couple weeks, he's averaged about 19 yards per reception. Um, you know, even some of his bad games this year, it's been more of a Kirk Cousins issue and not getting him the ball at the right time. But he's so good at out of his routes. Um, I, I just feel like he has a little bit more versatility than that of T. Higgins. And Higgins has had a great year. And I suppose maybe if you look at the state of their team, maybe for this year, Higgins puts up better numbers because the Cincinnati defense uh, continues to struggle, but back-to-back nine-target games for him. He's found the end zone multiple times. I, I just like the skill set of Jefferson a little bit more, but I suppose for this year, uh, Higgins might be the guy. I just like Jefferson a tad bit more in Dynasty moving forward. Yeah, I think I'd definitely take Justin Jefferson in uh, Dynasty leagues. I, I, I do like them both this year. They've both been incredible, but you mentioned Chase Claypool, and I actually wanted to ask you about the Steelers wide receivers because – all of them, pretty much, at least the top three, Juju, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, they're all weekly starters in, in your fantasy lineup right now. But I, I'm curious which of those guys you would like to have moving forward because obviously Chase Claypool is getting all the touchdowns, but Deontay Johnson seems, when he is healthy, to be their cleared top target. Yeah, but there's also some inherent risk in playing Deontay Johnson as well. You always feel like he could get off to a great start and then all of a sudden leave in the middle of the game. And I think you have to take the injury concerns uh, into consideration with him. Um, I, I, I think the reason I'm still going with Claypool, even though Smith-Schuster got a ton of volume last week, um, is I just know that the big play potential is always there. And Roethlisberger is taking shots with him deep and also targeting him the most in the red zone. So I mentioned that he's leading the NFL in air yards over the last two weeks. It's more air yards than T. Higgins, more air yards than the um, than Devontae Adams. Um, it, he's just taking deep shots. And even though they haven't been connecting, look at the actual volume. He's throwing to Claypool a ton. 23 targets in the last two weeks to go along with two touchdowns. And that's with him basically missing Claypool more than 50% of the time. So at some point, once they really get on the same page and start connecting, I think you're actually looking at Claypool as the number one option. It just hasn't been the volume and consistency when it comes to actual reception. But I think they're going to get there. Um, and I know that the numbers for the Steelers as big favorites, particularly on the road, they haven't covered and they've tended to struggle. But this is a different Pittsburgh offense this year. So anybody that might have some concern about Pittsburgh going up against Jacksonville and whether or not it's the letdown spot, until they actually lose a game, you know, that undefeated record is something that they're going to be playing for. And you also know that Roethlisberger, from an efficiency level, has had arguably one of his best seasons ever. So 
I also I think they're all in play, but I think amongst those three, uh, just because of the upside potential, it's still probably Claypool. I do have Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool in one league, and I will be starting both of them pretty pretty much in my lineup every week moving forward unless it's a really, really bad matchup. I, I would understand, and I would probably agree with you. You know, again, it's just a matter of whether or not you're concerned about Deontay Johnson's injury status, and if there's anything that he's been dealing with during the week, there's a very good possibility that he leaves that game. Another AFC North team, the Ravens have arguably been one of the most disappointing fantasy teams in the NFL, like an offense that was shattering records last season. Lamar Jackson was, you know, the greatest fantasy performer we've ever seen pretty much last year. And their entire offense has been a huge letdown. Like, is there anybody, obviously you have to keep Lamar Jackson, you have to keep starting him probably because you don't have a better quarterback with more weekly upside, but I, I don't feel comfortable starting anyone in the Ravens offense until I see until I see this thing turn around a little bit. I think that's fair. Again, maybe Mark Andrews is still in play considering that there's so many volatile spots at the tight end spot. Like he's one of the higher projected tight ends uh for this week and it makes sense against Tennessee's defense. Uh you know, Andrews over the last handful of weeks has still seen nine, five and six targets. Um, and just hasn't gotten into the end zone the last four weeks, which is where he was so productive in the early part of the season. Um, if you're looking for Hollywood Brown to try and get it going, I suppose this is the week to be able to do it, right? You know, you're going up against uh, a Tennessee defense that's been bottom five uh, in deep plays allowed so far this year. Uh, he's still an air yards leader, um, but the numbers just have been atrocious, and you know that it's going to be a risky play. Like, he only had two catches for 14 yards against New England, uh, three for 38, and then against Pittsburgh, just one catch for three yards. Fortunately, it was a touchdown. The one thing to consider, though, is that the last three weeks, those are all good defenses that they played up against. In the previous few weeks, 10 targets, six catches for 77 yards and a touchdown against the bad Cincinnati defense, uh, six targets for four catches and 57 yards against a, a mediocre Eagles defense. So if you're looking at Hollywood Brown and saying to myself, can I afford to play him today? He's put up really good numbers against Bums. It's just the better defenses where he's really struggled, and this is not a good Tennessee Titans defense. So I know he can take the top off of them this week. I think he's a great tournament play, albeit a risky tournament play this week. But um, I, I would say, yes, your assessment, Serta, of the Ravens' skill players have not been good this year, but – you have to find the right matchup for it, and I suppose the matchup against Tennessee might be that terrific opportunity. It does feel like if the if this passing offense doesn't get it figured out this week against this secondary, the way they've played this season, then it's okay. Uh, maybe I I don't play my Ravens moving forward because that's how yes. that's just how disappointing they've been, especially in the run game. I think that's fair. I, I really do. Uh, can you trust Carson Wentz this week? Because he was in a nice spot last week, and he was. Absolutely awful. Ah, uh, yeah, he was he was pretty bad. I would give him one more shot because I look at his schedule down the stretch of the season, and it's potentially the easiest playoff schedule for fantasy quarterbacks. And, and the Giants' defense has been sneaky good really all year long. Like they've played really tough. Uh, and Cleveland, they're going to get some pressure, but Wentz can escape some of it. And they are finally starting to get healthy. And so I, I look at last week coming off the bye, and yes, it was a really disappointing performance for the Eagles, considering that you look at their talent and think they should be the clear-cut winner in a terrible NFC East division. But I, I look at them this week and say, all right, they finally got a bunch of their offensive line players back. They got Jalen Rager back. He led the team in targets. Uh, they're going to start to slowly figure this thing out. And the Eagles are always one of those teams where once you finally give up on them, they, they sort of claw their way back and, and make you realize that you made a mistake. And I feel like this is going to be the case today against Cleveland. I know the Browns defense, they're still susceptible to the big play, uh, especially with somebody like Jalen Rager. You know that that's going to be in the mix because of the speed downfield. Um, Miles Sanders, I think, is in line for a big day today. Uh, going up against Cleveland secondary and against their their front seven. Uh, I, I like Philadelphia quite a bit today, and I think they're going to surprise a lot of people considering that Cleveland uh, has been pretty solid so far this year. But 
uh, they're dealing with some injury concerns of their own. Um, and they're going up against uh, a Philadelphia run defense, sort of, that's pretty remarkable. They're the only team in the NFL this year to allow more rushing touchdowns, 14, than passing touchdowns, 13. So that's what the Browns do best. And I almost wonder if even though both of the running backs on each of their respective teams are going to be in line for big games, uh, whether or not this could actually be uh, a bit of a shootout based off of the running game. So I think Wentz is in play, uh, but I also think it's going to be because of Miles Sanders and his ability as both a runner and as a, and as a pass catcher this week. Follow him on Twitter at Benny Heist. Check out all of his fantastic content, SI.com. Heisler, let's go win some money. Let's win some matchups. We'll talk to you next week. You got it, brother. Talk to you soon. Samay's Garage, Burger and Beer, text line 913-576-7610. Text in your lineup questions. I will try to answer those uh, and, and get you get you all set up ahead of the NFL action today. My guy Dusty Likens coming up in about uh, 15 minutes, so stay right here. He's on from 10 to noon. Need to hit a quick timeout when we get back. Our top-off player of the week. Fantasy Football Sunday with Steven Serta. Welcome back into Fantasy Football Sunday. Space Garage Burger and Beer text line 913-576-7610. You got a few more minutes to get your lineup questions in before I get out of here for the day. My guy Dusty Likens coming up from 10 to noon. And you're just going to want to be locked into 610 Sports Radio all day. Our Chiefs coverage begins at 4 o'clock as the Chiefs and Raiders get ready for Sunday night football. Massive game tonight, massive fantasy implications, and obviously a, a huge divisional game this evening for the Kansas City Chiefs. Top off player of the week. Obviously, you're starting Tyreek Hill without question. The Chiefs have something to prove this evening, though, on Sunday Night Football, and I think it will start with making sure Tyreek Hill has a monster game. Coming off a game where he saw a massive 18 targets, he's fresh from the bye week, and if you haven't realized this, Tyreek Hill only has one 100 receiving yard game on the year. Uh, that was the last game they played before the bye against the Carolina Panthers. Now, he's had opportunities where he you know, had like 98 yards, 99 yards, like had really close games. Uh, but we haven't had that monster like 175 two touchdown game for Tyreek yet this season. I think he's got a good chance of doing it tonight. If you remember back uh, their game against the Raiders earlier this year, Tyreek Hill had a 50-yard touchdown that was called back because of a penalty. It was an unbelievable throw by Patrick Mahomes. Unbelievable catch by Tyreek Hill. And the Raiders' corners are absolutely garbage. Ike gets easily over 100 this week and a score. I absolutely love Tyreek Hill today. Soft hands catch. Mike Davis is set up for a very nice game against the Lions today, who ranked dead last against opposing running backs in fantasy football. Uh, Davis is a clear workhorse without Christian McCaffrey in the lineup, who's going to be involved in the passing game and the run game. I absolutely love Mike Davis today. I think you got to get him in, in every lineup where he's available. Uh, let's get to these final matchups real quick. Uh, the New England Patriots at the Houston Texans. Rex Burkhead has three touchdowns in the last two games, and he's out snapping James White. Uh, Damian Harris has been good, but when Cam doesn't get the goal line carries, it's been Burkhead who's getting the touchdown opportunities. That's that really limits Damian Harris's upside because he's been fantastic when they've leaned on him in the run game. I much better than any other back that they have. Uh, and he looks like a, a talented player, but you just can't rely on him because he's ever going to score touchdowns and he's not involved in the passing game at all. So in PPR formats, especially uh, he, he's got very, very limited upside. It, it's frustrating, but it's just how the Patriots are running their offense. So Rex Burkhead, um, he's got some upside today because I, th I think they're going to continue this trend. You know, they've won their last two games by playing this way. So Cam Newton's going to Cam Newton's going to be heavily involved in the offense, obviously, and he's going to have opportunities at the goal line. I've got Cam Newton in multiple lineups today. I, I, I like Cam's potential against this uh, terrible Texans team, uh, but. I think you have to keep playing Damian Harris because he's going to continue to produce. I just don't know if he's ever going to score a touchdown, and it's really frustrating. Um, 
As far as the Patriots pass catchers go, I think obviously Jacoby Myers, who continues to be really impressive and, and be the uh, only pass catcher in this offense that you can truly rely on. I think he has to be in your lineup each and every week. Uh, the Texans secondary is awful. So my Myers has another opportunity to really produce here. The Patriots could have Stefan Gilmore back, but I'm still starting Deshaun Watson. I thought Deshaun was going to have a nice game last week against the Browns. You know, it was windy. There was bad weather. That offense was absolutely awful last week, though. There was no excuse for them to be quite as bad as they were against Cleveland a week ago. Uh, you know, Stefan Gilmore has been hinting about coming back in this game. So that, that makes you a little bit worried for Deshaun Watson, but I think you still have to start him. He's got too much weekly upside. Uh, I'm still starting Will Fuller. I'm still starting Brandon Cooks. You know, Stefan Gilmore is an elite player, but outside of that, the Patriots secondary has not been very good this season. So at least one of them is going to have a good game here. Uh, Will, Will Fuller is still your top touchdown target for Deshaun Watson. So he's got to be in your lineup. Uh, and it sounds like Duke Johnson is good to go. It's a tough matchup against a good Patriots run defense. Uh, but Duke Johnson Johnson should be the lead back with David Johnson on IR. So Duke still needs to be in your lineup this week. The Miami dolphins at the Denver Broncos. Broncos run D has been bad over the last month. So if you added Salvin Ahmed, you can probably play him this week. Uh, uh, he was the clear workhorse last week for the Dolphins. He, he's a guy that if he's available in your league, you should add him and, and play him in your lineup today uh, until Miles Gaskin gets back. It seems like this is his backfield. Uh, Matt Breida might be back today, but Matt Breida just hasn't produced when he's been on the field and he's had so many injuries this season. I don't think you really need to worry about him. I, I, I like Salvin a lot today. Uh, the Dolphins are still without Preston Williams and their pass defense has been all right, but they've given up a touchdown. They, the Broncos pass defense is okay, but they've given up a ton of touchdowns. Uh, AJ Boye is questionable again, though. So if AJ Boye doesn't go, I like Devonte Parker a lot this week. And Jakeem Grant could be a decent dart throw. He's a big play threat, had a, uh, and he's a reasonable daily play this week. He's got some potential to have a good game here. Mike Jasicki is one of the most frustrating players in fantasy football, and the Broncos are great against opposing tight ends, so I, I'm not playing Mike Jasicki today. I do like Tua, but they aren't passing enough to keep putting him in your lineup. So I, I like his potential moving forward, but he's not a guy you can start on a weekly basis until they start letting him kind of you know un uncork this thing a little bit. Uh, Melvin Gordon has been absolutely awful this year. Dolphins haven't allowed a rush touchdown in four straight games. That defense is really good. And, and Melvin Gordon, it's not like he's not getting opportunity. He's getting opportunity. He's just not producing. He's just looked bad this season. Uh, so I don't like Melvin Gordon this week. Uh, same goes for Philip Lindsay. He's just not getting enough touches anymore. He didn't get any touches last week. Uh, Jerry Judy is startable, but he's really banged up. It's a tough matchup Xavier, uh, against Xavier Howard, although he's been beatable this year. Uh, Tim Patrick might be more viable with a better matchup, and Patrick seems to have a, a safe floor with Drew Locke as a starting quarterback. Noah Fant also fighting injury, but it sounds like he's going to go. Drew Locke should be good to go. Uh, I'm starting Noah Fant. I'm not starting Drew Locke. Uh, the New York Jets at the Los Angeles Chargers. Joe Flacco looked good last time we saw him. He'll get the start here, so he could be a uh, desperation heave or, or a uh, deep daily option against the Chargers secondary that has not been good over the last month. It is worth noting they, sh they should have Joey Bosa and Chris Harris Jr. back this week. That should make their overall defense better. So, you know, if you really want to take a chance, you can start Joe Flacco, but I'd rather not. I do kind of like Rashad Perriman, though. He's looked like the uh, big wide receiver free agent uh, that they signed in his first healthy game. He was obviously very productive. Um, I, I think you can start him. It seems like him and Joe Flacco had good chemistry and Joe Flacco is going to target him. Um, and Jamison Crowder is still going to get enough volume to be in your lineup. Uh, I would rather avoid the Jets running backs in this game. Uh, Justin Herbert's top three quarterback for me this week. He's been an absolute fantasy monster. I'm not worried about his haircut at all. Uh, Kalen Balazs, unbelievably a starter this week and a great matchup. Uh, Keenan Allen has been a monster with Herbert. So, you know, he's in your lineup. Uh, Allen is a lock. And I think Mike Williams is in a good spot this week too, to produce in a very favorable matchup. Hunter Henry has been kind of a disappointment, but he's still getting enough volume to where he's got to be in your weekly lineup. In my opinion, <laughs> Ugh. chiefs at Raiders. 
Uh, Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. Uh, I, I don't need to tell you much about them. Just start them. Since the Chiefs added Le'Veon Bell, uh, they stopped running the football for whatever reason, and this feels like a revenge game. I think the Chiefs are going to want to put up points here. So deploy all your Chiefs stars. Sammy Watkins is going to be out in this game. McCole Hardman was activated from the COVID list, so he could be available here. Um, I, I don't want to get too deep on those guys. I mean, McCole Hardman, Demarcus Robinson – Still weekly dart throws, but I think there's going to be potential here. I think Clyde still has to be in your lineup uh, a, a lot, as long as he's good to go. Uh, but the Chiefs are mad. The Chiefs are mad they got beat by the Raiders earlier this season. I think the Chiefs are going to throw a ton, so you got to temper expectations for Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Uh, Josh Jacobs is in your lineup. The Raiders are going to try to run. I, I don't think the, the Raiders are going to try to surprise the Chiefs again with this all of a sudden super aggressive, deep passing game. Like, that's just not what Derek Carr does. And that's why it was so, so shocking to see them do it uh, last time they played the Chiefs. And maybe they do try it again, but if it's not finding success early, I, I could see them trying to move off of it. I still think you got to start Josh Jacobs. Uh, Devontae Booker has some upside in this game. He's been getting more and more involved in their weekly game plans. Darren Waller, obviously, in your lineup. And Derek Carr might be a, uh, a desperation start this week, but uh, I'd rather avoid him if I possibly can. Cowboys at Vikings, start Justin Jefferson. He's going to be an absolute monster. Dalvin Cook, obviously, in your lineup. Kirk Cousins has some real potential here, so he can be in your lineup. Um, don't roster Kyle Rudolph as always. And the Dallas Cowboys, Amari Cooper, CD lamb. And yes, Michael Gallup have an opportunity this week with Andy Dalton as quarterback Viking secondary is just so bad. I think they've got a chance to actually produce this week. So I think you can put all those guys in your lineup. Zeke still getting enough touches to be in your lineup, but he's been absolutely awful this season. So I, I I'd honestly consider benching Zeke. If I can, my guy, dusty Likens coming up next. Chiefs Kingdom. This is Mitch Holtis, and every Monday this fall, you can listen to the Chiefs Kingdom show starting at 6, right here on 610 Sports Radio, the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, the- <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 